Well, it's another edition of the Motors Extra podcast, post-game edition, uh, from Evanston, Illinois, where Purdue finally, finally got a road win. Uh, it took uh, <laughs> it took a late comeback to get it done, but Purdue prevailed 61-58 at Northwestern as uh, Sasha Stavanovic uh, drained a three-pointer with 3.1 seconds left. It capped an 11-0 run in the final 249 uh, to give Purdue the win. And to be honest, Purdue looked dead. They were down 58-50 with about four and a half minutes to go. And they, it was just shaping up to be another loss on the road where they didn't get behind. They didn't fall behind like a lot early, but they were down 10 a couple times in the second half. Uh, they were losing three-point shooters, and Northwestern was hitting them. Uh, and it was just shaping up as, a, as another road game. Purdue had uh, Purdue was struggling to, to shoot the ball. They had turnover issues. Uh, they had probably more defensive lapses uh, in this game than some other road games. They had turn, you know, as I said, turnover problems. Um, they they were just. They were, they were who they were on the road for the first 36 minutes, and then it clicked. Uh, you know, Trayvon Williams hits a free throw. Not that that changed anything, but it, it got Purdue uh, closer. Uh, Eric Hunter hits a couple of baskets, and all of a sudden Purdue's within three. Uh, they get some stops on the defensive end. Uh, Jihad Proctor uh, hits a three-pointer uh, with less than a minute to go. Uh, they reviewed it. it initially on the scoreboard. It looked like that uh, maybe his foot was on the line, but they, they gave him a three. He did a, I believe he did a shot fake. Uh, and then um, kind of stepped in a little bit and hit the three-pointer. Uh, but then Purdue got a break again, uh, another defensive stop, and the ball uh, going out of bounds. Uh which initially was uh, given to Northwestern, but then after review was gi- you know was given to Purdue with uh, 29.6 seconds, and then after a timeout, Purdue ran the clock down. Um, they, they basically ran the same play. Uh, the initial play was looking for Travion uh, going to the basket underneath, but uh, Purdue kept it out on the perimeter. Handed it off a couple times, and uh, Eric Hunter uh, started rolling uh, toward the basket uh, around the top of the key, the free throw line, and then he got double teamed and passed it back to Stefanovic, who hit the three with 3.1 seconds left, and that's how Purdue got a road win, uh, and one they needed. And when you talk to the players after the game, or when we talk to the players after the game, they knew. They knew the magnitude of this game, what it meant to get a win, and they also understood what a loss uh, would mean to to their postseason hopes from an NCAA standpoint. And that's something that you know that that we've talked about before on this podcast, and just as recently after the Rutgers loss, where you know they couldn't, Purdue just could not afford to lose this game. This doesn't put them in the NCAA tournament by any by any stretch. But a loss would have, for all intents and purposes, knocked them out unless 
they had a miracle finish to this season. Now, you know, they, they may still need a miracle finish uh, to this season, but it's not as it's not at the forefront right now. You, they've given themselves a, a little bit of margin for error uh, with the rest of the year. Uh, they're they're five and six in the Big Ten, twelve and ten overall. Uh, but the players knew, and they didn't talk about it openly before the game uh, because they just you know they don't do that. You get the yeah one game at a time stuff and yeah we're focused on Northwestern which they should have been and all that all that kind of stuff but the point is they knew they understood it uh there was a uh, it was probably more relief after the game than anything else uh knowing that they had pulled this game out um and kind of kept their season afloat kept kept it alive kept it uh going in the right direction with uh you know, you get a home game against Iowa coming up on Wednesday. You go to Indiana. Uh, and by no means beating Northwestern means you're going to win every game on the road. Purdue has some very difficult road games. You know, of the road games they had left before tonight, this was not the hardest one. But this is one they needed to win. They had to win this one. Uh, and they're going to have to win some others. They, they can't finish one and nine on the road in the Big Ten. They just can't do it. They've got to find a way probably to get three overall victories uh, on the road because uh, losing to Illinois uh, puts them in a position to, to kind of make that up somewhere along the line. And, you know, and they did. They made they made that part of it up tonight, but they probably need to make more of it up um, coming up, either getting a win at Indiana, getting a win at Wisconsin, getting a win at Ohio State, getting a win at Iowa. You don't have to win all of them, but you've got to, you know, you've got to win a few more. Uh, and uh, along with taking care of business at home, and that to me, that's kind of the pressure on Purdue. They have to win at home more than they have to win on the road. And uh, but now, you know, now you're in February. You got about a month left in the regular season. Uh, you know, every game takes on a little bit more meeting for them, and there's a lot of things they need to to clean up. Uh, from from tonight, uh, and that that's always going to be a work in progress. But you know you got to you got to give uh, Stefanovic credit. He has not shot the ball well on the road from three point line. He knows it. He he understands it. Uh, but he made he made the shot that counts tonight, and that's that's kind of what you need on the road. You know it's it's going to be ugly at times, but. Uh, Purdue kind of fought back. Those last four minutes is probably something new that we hadn't seen from this team uh, this year. And, you know, the ball went in the basket the last four minutes. And as we try to analyze games like this, and, you know, we, we often overanalyze it. And then, we you know, then we get a little bit uh, too drama-filled with the fight and the competitive spirit and all that kind of stuff. When the bottom line was Purdue made shots the last four minutes that it, it didn't make on a consistent basis earlier in the game. That That's what happened. You know, Purdue made shots. They got some defensive stops. Northwestern turned the ball over. It takes two to tango in this thing. It's not all what Purdue did. It's a lot of what Northwestern didn't do. If you go, you know, go back to the Texas game uh, uh, early in uh, November, you know, Purdue had a lead, had a five-point lead with about three minutes to go and didn't win the game. Well, it wasn't all Texas. It was Purdue turning the ball over and 
uh, not taking care of business. And, you know, Northwestern has been in a lot of close games this year and hasn't been able to finish the deal. Uh, and Purdue was right there to take advantage of it. So, you know, as much as you want to go deep dive on an analyst, you know, and, and analyzing this game and, you know, saying it was this and that and all that, bottom line is Purdue hit some shots at the end when it needed to. Uh, Northwestern turned the ball over uh, and missed shots uh, that it needed to hit. And at the at the end, Purdue was not not as far behind that they've been in other road games where they've had to really work and exhaust themselves to get back into the game. Again, they, they were down by 10 in the second half, and they came back, and you're down with eight with four minutes to go, and it's bleak. But they still had enough energy at the end to make a final push. Something they didn't do at Maryland, if you remember. You know, Purdue was down 18, came all the way back, got it within three with just under four minutes to go, uh, but then didn't score again and had opportunities to score. Uh, and tonight, uh, they're down eight with uh, four and a half to go. Uh, what happens? They hit some shots. You know, they hit some shots. Hunter made some big plays. Proctor made some big plays uh, from from an offensive standpoint. And, um, you know, Stefanovic stepped up and hit the game winner. Uh, so, in a way, it's, it's you know, the game, the game is simple, in a way, and becomes simple, that if you hit those shots, you know, you're, you're going to win. But if you don't hit those shots, you probably don't, you're not going to win. So, I mean, it's not a, you know, it's not a huge magic formula here, folks. It's a lot of, a lot of simple things to it, and, you know, you hate to, uh, you know, pull the curtain back and see the wizard, but that's, that's basically what what it is and that's what happened tonight and but the, the the drama part and the fight part and the competitive spirit part comes in with just kind of hanging in there and not giving up and I think Purdue has been through so many road games this year where it looks like they had given up Illinois comes to mind uh you know the Michigan game they were in it the whole way um but you know I think you know, the intangibles you look for is not giving up. And down eight, you know, they're down eight with four and a half to go, but they're still down eight with under three minutes to go. And things are still not going right for them. But to have the fortitude to hang in there and not give up, uh, you know, is a testament to, to, to kind of who they are and kind of what has happened to them this year. And I think you give them credit for hanging in there and not waving that white flag and not just chalking it up to another road a road loss one that it would one that it would have been devastating for them you know and subconsciously they know what's on the line they know what what's at stake here they want to make the NCAA tournament you know the fan base wants them to make the NCAA tournament and whether this is a starting point to get to there you know we're not going to know for the until the next month uh but it, you got to start somewhere on the road, and they started uh, tonight at Northwestern. Um, you know, some other thoughts about the game. You know, they they um, you know Northwestern was really good from three point range. They had a lot of open shots. Uh, they hit them. You know, uh, uh, Boo, uh, Boo Boo. I believe that's. I don't. I'm not sure how you say his name, but he he's a he's a rhythm. He's a streaky shooter, and he hit like three in a row there after Purdue had taken a a two point lead. 
uh, in the second half, and all of a sudden, a 9-0 run, Purdue's down 10, and he, you know, did Purdue uh, throw its best shot at the, at that point, and you know, probably was going to come up short uh, in the game, but you know, again, they hung in there. But Northwestern had a lot of good looks uh, from three-point range; they knocked them down. Uh, they were they were killing Purdue on the boards in the first half, but Purdue kind of changed that around a little bit, despite uh, you know giving up some some key offensive rebounds uh, in the second half. You know, Purdue probably had more defensive lapses than they've had in recent games, uh, where you know I remember one play where a Northwestern player just kind of drove right down the middle of the lane, and he beat beat his initial man, but no one came over to help. And uh, I think uh, Painter took out Travion Williams after that. And Travion Williams wasn't, wasn't happy. But I think Matt was explaining to him, he's like, listen, you, somebody's got to come over and help. Uh, you just can't let that happen. Um, so, you know, it's still, I mean, not a, it's never going to be a perfect game for Purdue. Uh, although Michigan State and Virginia were pretty close, I guess. Uh, but on the road, this is, this is what it has to be. And you know they go to the they'll be on the road again Saturday at Indiana and I would anticipate a similar game to to what it was tonight for Purdue uh, two teams that are just kind of going to fight each other uh, until the very end uh, but before that they got Iowa and you know the narrative on Iowa hasn't changed um, they're going to be they're going to struggle on defense and Purdue's got to figure out a way to score uh, against them and then slow them down uh, offensively. Uh, as well but you know as you know as we all said before the game this was a must win from a big picture standpoint getting in the tournament or potentially having a chance to get in the tournament now they have to build off this and not you know there's this you know they have to string some wins together you know that's that's the that's the bottom line you know here they they have to string uh three four you know, maybe five wins together or get in a stretch where you're winning four out of five, six out of eight type of thing uh, to to put themselves in a better position uh, come the NCAA tournament. And the schedule is not, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, the Big Ten is tough top to bottom, but when you look at Purdue's upcoming schedule, you're, you're home to Iowa, you're at Indiana, you got Penn State at home. Penn State is kind of finding a new gear. You got to go to Ohio State. Um you still, you know, you got to go back to Iowa at the end of the year. You got Rutgers at home. Uh, you got Indiana at home. Uh, you got to go to Wisconsin. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see if this is a jumping off point for Purdue to make this late season push at the end of the year. You know, Painter's teams have usually been pretty good in this month. And, you know, they put themselves in a, in the past, they put themselves in a position to win a Big Ten championship. Uh, during the final month, that won't happen this year. But now they have to put themselves in a position uh, to to make the NCAA tournament, kind of move themselves out of um, those last four teams in the Big Ten and avoid playing on the first day. You know, Purdue is probably destined, uh, unless there's a really strong finish, they're probably destined for a second day appearance in the Big Ten tournament, which would put them in the five uh, to 10 range from a seed standpoint, you know, it's interesting tonight if they would have lost and, you know, with four minutes to go, I'm thinking they are going to lose. They would have been in 12th place by themselves in the standings. Instead, they're tied for eighth. So that's how quickly things can change. 
and you, you try not to read too much into that right now because things do change dramatically. I mean, Illinois is going to play Iowa on Sunday, and you know how you know, we're going to see how that thing shakes out. Uh, and, that, and that's going to affect uh, the standings as well. But Purdue is probably destined for day two of the Big Ten tournament, and you know based on how their season has gone, that's probably where they need to be. Uh, right now, but you want to avoid that first day. Uh, you know, I think Northwestern uh, and Nebraska are two of the uh, occupants of of, uh, of the first day of the Big Ten tournament, and we'll see who else kind of shows up there uh, as we get a little bit deeper in the season. But Purdue did itself a lot of favors tonight by by beating Northwestern, not necessarily in the fashion that it did, but the fact that they got a win, I think, kind of gives them a chance to. Um, uh, maybe propel themselves a little bit, but um, you you just don't know. You just don't know. You can't sit here and make promises or or say this is going to happen. But as you get a little bit deeper, you know, once you remove yourself from this game a little bit and you get into Iowa, you get into Indiana, you kind of see where they're at. Then you can look back and say, okay, this was a starting point, or you know, this victory in the end just didn't matter because it's all based on what you do next. And next is Iowa uh, for for Purdue. Isaiah Thompson kind of kept things together from a scoring standpoint in the first half. Uh, he finished with uh, 11. You know, Trayvon Williams had 13, kind of a quiet 13 uh, in my estimation. Um, you know, Hunter was more aggressive tonight, uh, in part because he came off the bench. Uh, Painter changed his, his starting lineup again and moved Proctor back. Uh, into the lineup, uh, so Hunter was more aggressive, and you could tell he was playing with more of a purpose. Um, and he did some things early to kind of keep Purdue in it, but also late. The two baskets he scored late during the 11-0 stretch uh, were were key uh, for him and 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 for Purdue. So, you know, Purdue cleaned up its rebounding a little bit more in the second half, and you know, you know, they were able. Uh, they were able to get a victory, and you know that's, that's what they came up here to get, and they got it, and now it's on to Iowa. Well, we appreciate you checking in on the Boilers Extra podcast. Uh, remember, if you have questions, uh, comments, concerns, uh, I rambled too much, you know, whatever, hit me up on Twitter at Carmen underscore JC. You can email mcarmen at gannett.com. All the information's at the bottom of our stories. Uh, at jconline.com. Uh, uh, tell your friends and neighbors about the podcast. Still got my fingers crossed that we'll get a sponsor one day, but who knows. Anyway, appreciate you checking in, and uh, have a good day, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll talk to you later in the week.